Hello, welcome to the You Can Try podcast. I'm Penny Wilkin from You Can Coaching. And on this podcast, I'm going to talk to people who share my passion for swimming, cycling, running and triathlon, as well as anything in between. This is episode number 40 of the podcast. And today I'm talking to fellow Total Immersion Swim coach, Sarah Hill. And we're going to talk about all of the myths and misconceptions about Total Immersion Swimming. Welcome back to the podcast, Sarah. Hi, Penny. Great to have you back. We're In a minute, we're going to be talking about swimming and in particular, some myths around Total Immersion Swimming. But before we get onto that, tell us how you are and what you've been up to. Yeah, I'm good. Thanks. We're still in um, in lockdown, so not much going on um, with swimmingly with my swimming business, but um, managing a bit of outdoor swimming still. We're exploring this week, going to a new a new place, um, which is a little quarry, um, and quarries are, I find a little bit scary, but um, it's a nice one. It's not the sides aren't too steep. It's very pretty. So we're going to go and explore that um, this week. So we're hoping the sun continues to shine fantastic yeah it does make a difference when the sun's out doesn't it it does kind of felt a bit of inspiration to go swimming myself this week once the sun came Mm. out what with my dodgy shoulder I haven't really been able to swim very much anyway but yeah I sort of thought this week um I'd quite like to um but yeah this week is the launch for us for me and Emma O'Brien of our crowdfunding campaign for our book our wild swimming book called dips and chips Fantastic. so we're launching that on thursday and actually we're going to go for a swim as part of the launch Brilliant. so looking forward to that that sounds amazing it looks beautiful your mm. book looks fantastic really nice job all down to emma's amazing drawings <laughs> and not much to do with my interesting writing sure but may- maybe that's true. Not i'm sure so. it's not true uh, anyway so let's talk about total immersion swimming so we're just going to talk through some different myths and misconceptions uh-huh. and criticisms of total immersion um yeah and what we think about them and uh how they came about things like that so some people have said so the first one we've got on the list and one of the myths that people come to us with is they say that total immersion swimming is all about swimming under the water have you ever had any people say that to you i have i have i've had um, a couple of people who have been um phobic swimmers who uh, you know were wanting to work on the water confidence and they've come and they said i nearly didn't book because i thought i would have to go under straight away so explaining that that's not what it's about that it's actually more about an immersive activity right using your brain and your body rather than actually going under the water um that that's you know that's where the name came from yeah and terry lachlan who's the founder of total immersion and he came up with the name he said he adopted it from some popular foreign language courses at the time where it often was called um learning spanish yeah. in an immersive way like yeah, okay and that's that's what cool. it is, isn't so it? It, is, one... it is immersive yeah. you know when you when you're swimming and you you're thinking about what you're doing you're, you're feeling the water it, it's all encompassing it's it's sort of more of a holistic of what, approach isn't it rather than just swimming up and down you know without without actually knowing what you're doing and paying attention to it yeah no no for sure that's a good way of describing it so the next one i've got on our list that lots of people say is that total immersion is only for beginners or swimmers people not confident in the water how would you respond i would say well it's for everybody really you know if i think of the range of clients that come to me that 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 find benefit from using the approach you know there's triathletes marathon swimmers um, there are some beginners there are some autophobics there's it's, it's anybody and everybody you know it certainly isn't just for beginners I mean I have quite a lot of um, long distance swimmers a lot of triathletes um, Ironman triathletes marathon swimmers you know anybody can um, can benefit from it and yeah it's really anyone of any level who wants to learn or um you know has like a growth mindset towards anything that they do and enjoy doing and just wants to explore you know their hobby and see what other opportunities there are i mean i've coached some people who i coached like a master swimmer who was swimming like 110 
one minute, 10 seconds for 100 meters. Mm. And I was thinking, well, what could I possibly teach this person? But then when you saw them swim, actually, there were lots of little things you could do to, you know, tweak their swimming and, and help them be faster. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, there's loads of examples, isn't there? I mean, people who have come... Um, you know, I mean, I mean, I probably me. Can I use me as an example? You know, I was also a reasonable yeah. swimmer, and then then when I when I went and had some TI lessons, it totally changed my my view of swimming and how I understood it, what I was able to do. You know, went from swimming a, a you know a reasonable distance to like being able to swim ten miles without without any worries. You know, so and, and I was a, already a reasonable swimmer. You know, wasn't too bad. Um, so, yeah, it, it really is something that, like you say, any level of skill, um, it's, it's, it's really valuable for, really is. And most TI coaches, well, we should say all TI coaches can all work with any level of skill. It's not like some of them only work with complete beginners and some of them only work with advanced swimmers. You know, we all have the same skills and education, yeah. you know, so we can work with all, all different definitely, levels. Definitely. So another common criticism that I come across, and I might have fallen into this trap myself as a swimmer, <laughs> is that total immersion is just about drilling. It's too focused on swimming drills and teaches people to be good at drilling and not necessarily good at swimming. Yeah, well, it depends on what I mean. It, it's a mixture, isn't it? The drills are really important, but the swimming is equally important. You know, it's it. Drills are really useful if you know why you're doing them. And, and with, with total immersion, I think we're really good at explaining what the drill is for, why you're doing it, you know. And it's about doing the drill for a purpose and then taking that into the whole stroke. So it's a combination of the two that's really important. And it's important to get the balance right between the two. It's not all drills. It's not all, all just swimming. It's a combination of the two. Yeah, and I think you said once when we talked about it that the drill is about isolating yeah. the skill uh, that you're trying to learn and then integrating it in Definitely. your stroke, which I thought was a really good way of explaining yeah, if you it. Try and do, sorry, um, if you try and if you try and like add a new skill to your stroke, um, and you're you're just adding it to your existing stroke, you're not going to be able to feel how that works. But if you do the drill and you're really focusing on that that one thing and then you take that into the stroke, you can feel if that changes or whether you're maintaining that level of skill that you did in the drill. So absolutely, you know, it's about doing the drill, learning, identifying the individual skills and then taking them into the stroke and trying to maintain that same level of skill. Yeah, and I was going to say, I have seen swimmers myself who have fallen into the trap of being a bit of a technique hermit mm -hmm. in that they're just so passionate about swimming. They're just so, so keen to um, change their movement and they've grasped the idea of isolating skills, but then they go away and kind of take it a little bit too far and get into a bad habit of just, you know, doing too many drills and swimming too slowly rather than, kind of finding ways to progress and also just just to remind people to you know think about the principles of deliberate practice are that you've got to progress the skill or make it hard or challenge yourself in some way to keep learning and if you just keep doing the same drill over and over of course you you, you know you are going to become good at doing mm -hmm. that drill but you know not much else um and and you know like in my own swimming journey I've done things where um I've spent a lot of time just swimming slowly for weeks and weeks and weeks and weeks because you know I thought I needed to perfect a skill and I was a bit scared of going fast for some reason and and you know I did I got very good at swimming slowly and I learned a lot from it but I could have probably mm. progressed a lot sooner than I did in the end yeah it is that balance isn't it and it's understanding why you're doing it you know but the drills are so useful you know you can always come back to them you know you, you're never far away from sort of just the basic drills you know th those skills that are in those drills are so invaluable for your swimming at any point in your swimming journey you know you can always come back if something doesn't feel right you come back to the drill discover what was going wrong and then you can then make that correction in your stroke so they they, they are there they're very they're hugely valuable and they're logical as well the ti drills are really logical it's a logical sequence that takes you from you know the, the right from the beginnings from balance right through um so they're there for a really good purpose and if they're used well you, you can't go wrong at all 
Yeah, I mean, some things I say to people I coach are that you're never too good to learn from yeah. a drill, even if you learned from it that you've got that particular position nailed mm-hmm. in your stroke. That's all learning. But usually there's some other level of detail you can learn from a drill. And, yeah, mistake I see with swimmers that very, swim a lot in groups or, you know, follow more traditional master swimming programs and things like that is that often drills they do have no logical yeah. sequence and they chop from one part of the stroke and then do a completely different drill with another part of the stroke which might even undo the work they've done on the other drill. So it is to think about the drills that you're doing and, and put them in a logical yeah. sequence. And it's, it's like, you know, we were always taught as coaches, you know, you, you get a toolbox and you pull pull out of the toolbox what it is you need at that time. Um, and, and they're, you know, they're all there. And, and like you say, with some of, some of the more traditional approaches, you, you often find yourself doing a drill and not knowing why you're doing it. You know, what what's how is this actually benefiting my stroke? But, you know, that these TI drills are, are really clear on that, they're clear on the benefit, the purpose um, of actually doing them. Okay, so let's move on to the next one on this list. So then I've got so a really common criticism of total immersion swimming is that it doesn't acknowledge individual differences and teaches all swimmers the same stroke and out of the same mould. I have, have heard that. that. Um, but, you know, it, it doesn't, <laughs> you know, we we work with where the swimmer is, you know, whoever presents to us wanting to improve their stroke or learn to swim. You know, it's all about looking at their experience, you know, what their skill level is, um, what their aspiration is, their, their, their level of their mobility. All of those things come into into play. So it, it certainly isn't that. Yeah, and we look at people's confidence and mobility and people learn at different yeah. levels, don't they? And then, yeah, some people will grasp one skill first and move on to another one and other people kind of learn it in a completely different mm-hmm. order. Um, and when we're talking about speeding up and swimming faster and further, we're taking into account people's heights, people's sure. abilities, you know, how long people's arms are. And, yeah, people have all sorts of different Definitely. metrics and details in their yeah, strokes. I, mean, and I, I think if, you know, something that Terry, Terry believed in was about, you know, total immersion being the best way for, for most people to learn to swim efficiently and well. You know, so it, it, it is, you know, that there is that structure to it, but that, that structure isn't, isn't fixed. You know, it's about using that structure to help, the, help pe- most people be able to swim really well. So it is there, that structure is really helpful, but it's not set in stone for everybody. Okay, good. So let's move on to the next one. So this isn't just necessarily a criticism of total immersion swimming, but perhaps, uh, I know, myths about Mm. swimming in general. Um, But yeah, just the idea that efficient swimming is Mm. effortless and that can cause... um, some problems sometimes with swimmers but the first thing I want to say is that learning anything new isn't effortless is it it requires time focus patience and you've got to put effort yeah into without it, a doubt you? and I think you know uh, I think our some of our materials say it's effortless endurance you know and it's like that's not strictly <laughs> strictly true it sounds great but you're right it's all about putting that that work in that like you say it could be time focus patience it could actually be physical effort as well obviously you know so it's putting all that in for anything that you learn that's new anything that you want to develop that that has to be you know you can't do that without the effort and I think sometimes you know when you are feeling great in the water when you're feeling efficient when you're working through the water it feels nice and smooth so sometimes you know it may feel that that you're not putting huge amounts of effort in but that doesn't mean say you haven't done that in the past if that makes sense so it's about getting to that point where sometimes you get those moments where everything just flows and it just feels amazing and sometimes you look at like elite swimmers when they're in that mode that sort of flow state and they look so amazing and it's it's easy to think that they're not putting the effort in but they are you know they've been up at five o'clock or earlier probably every day so that's not effortless you know it's it's all about that whole package of effort that's got you to that point where it starts to feel amazing and when they're swimming fast they're still getting out of breath and putting energy in they're not swimming fast without putting energy in I sometimes 
get swimmers coming to me who have spent some time working on their technique and they understood all, all of the principles of swimming and a lot of the content that we teach in total immersion. And, and they start to look amazing in the water and I'm looking at them and they look smooth and balanced and streamlined. Still lots of things to work on, but they're looking pretty good. And then they say to me, yeah, but I get mm -hmm. out of breath, Penny, really quickly. And I'm looking at them thinking, well, you don't look mm -hmm. out of breath. Um, you know, you're not hanging off the end of the pool, panting so much that you can't speak to me trying to grab a breath of air. And it's like they've kind of got a little bit mixed up with the idea of effortless, you know, and with swimming and yeah. you should never, ever get out of breath. And it's like, well, you know, you get efficient, you learn your stroke, you, you know, you're saving energy, you're much less splashy, but you still are doing sure. physical exercise. So you are still going to get a little mm -hmm. bit out of breath. And if you want to swim a bit faster, then you're going to have to put a little bit more sure. energy in, you know, to move yeah. a bit faster. And I think it's, it's you know, looking at sort of traditional swimming and and, to and, and more efficient swimming like total immersion it's 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 that difference isn't it you know if you think about the effort required to swim 25 meters of a traditional sort of front crawl that's that's very arms and legs driven then then if you compare that to to the effort required to swim the the, the, the same for somebody who's learned about total immersion it it is different effort you know it's not effort through churning the water and kicking like crazy and pulling yourself along you know it's a core driven effort isn't it so it, it feels different um and so you know it also then looks different yes. as well but if, if people you know they kind of want to put loads of effort in sometimes because they think that's that's the way to to, to swim faster you know but but we you know from from a ti point of view that that it, it's not about the effort it's about the effort in the right place and at the right time that makes the difference yeah, exactly. And wasn't it you that said that you once had a client that came to you after several lessons and said they were complaining yeah. that they'd got slower? And you said, well, actually look at the clock. Yeah. And it turned out they hadn't got slower. They just had to get yeah, the it was a chap, speed. Um, he, he rang me, actually, after he'd been for a, for a couple of lessons and said he was really worried because he felt he was really slow. I said, well, do you know you're really slow? And he said, well, no, and I don't actually. It just feels really slow. And he went and checked and rang me back a little bit sort of bashful and said, no, actually, I was faster. <laughs> just because he was putting in, because he was more efficient, he was actually swimming faster than um, than he thought he was. You know, so that that was the, a great example yeah. of, of how we perceive, you know, yeah. we, we, we think that it's necessary to put all that huge, flashy effort in when actually it isn't, when less is often much, much more, you know. Yeah, so sometimes you need to look at some numbers yeah. to help you understand how it feels. So it's looking at the time on the clock in combination with how hard does it feel, how smooth does it feel, how much effort have mm, I put in, that sort definitely. of thing. So that's quite a good little segue then. It takes us into the next one that says another common criticism I've heard a lot in the triathlon world in particular, because I'm working with people that want mm -hmm. to get faster, obviously, is that total immersion makes you smooth, but not mm -hmm. necessarily fast. So it's great if you're just starting out and you want to survive your first triathlon and get through the swim leg for the first time. But if you want to win the race and be fast, then it's not going to yeah. help. So I mean, much. we've mentioned quite a lot about that already, haven't we? About you know about um, it, it's about efficiency and. And smooth, you know, if you're swimming in a smooth way that's efficient, it is by its nature faster because, you, you know, you're using less energy to, to travel, to travel through the water. So you are faster and it's about your level of skill. It's about the, the, the um, like, you know, we mentioned before about putting in the effort but in the right places that's going to make you a faster swimmer. Yeah, no, absolutely, for sure. So smooth swimming yeah. is fast swimming, <laughs> isn't it? Because there's less and yeah I mean I've worked with like I say people of all different levels I don't necessarily work with elite level swimmers but some oh, of my yeah, colleagues do don't they but yeah I've definitely worked with triathletes who get mm -hmm. out of the water first I've worked with Ironman athletes who get under wow. 60 minutes yeah. when Ironman swim which is too shabby um so it's just about using all of the skills and I think a lot of people sometimes they just stop with the basics of efficiency mm. and technique 
and don't move on to the advanced skills that we mm-hmm. also offer um you know, around getting faster i think sometimes people yeah, just miss yeah, out it's on all that available you know it's all there for people if they want it yeah absolutely so also just talking a little bit i guess it's a little bit similar about fast mm. swimming you know often people say it's no yeah. good for competitive swimming and i guess by that they mean um people at masters meets doing 25 meter you know 100 meter kind of efforts in masters meets in the pool um so if yeah if you come across that yeah i have um not a huge amount but you know the people who are involved in my masters groups that you know if they if they come i've had have people obviously come come through as clients and you know what we're able to do there is is is, is just tweak what they're doing often you know if they're a fast swimmer anyway there's always something that they can work on you know if they were if they're competitive there's always something and it can be an amazing difference just by tweaking you know a couple of small things I remember one um, young girl came in um, and and she was a fast swimmer she was a really really good swimmer but her head position was horrific you know and and we changed it and it made her just that little bit faster so there's always always something to be done with any swimmer um, that you see and and I think one of the things that TI coaches bring is is all about the feel for the water and and you know really understanding the movements what's happening using video so we you know we can help any swimmer um, uh, be faster whatever level they're at yeah absolutely I mean the only th- the other thing I was going to add is that often people well particularly adult swimmers in master swimming clubs and and triathlon clubs I suppose they're often just very focused mm. on the distance and the volume and the speed and don't often spend enough time thinking about their movement or in the group environment it's difficult to be you know really focused on your own movement and your own technique you know so the drills and the skills kind of just get diluted a little bit um and, you know people forget about their technique and don't work on it very effectively which is where you know some lessons and some ti coaching mm. you know can really help and then it's just about taking that into any group swimming that you do isn't it so instead of just swimming up and down mindlessly trying to keep up with the person in front you know you're swimming up and down with some bit of your stroke that you're thinking about some sort of focal sure. point in your head to try mm-hmm. and keep you engaged um which which kind of takes us into would just into a little nice little segue there about swimming in groups actually that people say there's no point having ti coaching because i will swim with a club or swim with a group you know which is a little bit about just what i was talking about when you go to a group session or a master session if the coach mm. is teaching something different to what your ti coach has taught you then that can be quite hard to integrate can't it if you heard yeah, if you had clients and I've mention things myself, like you know you go along and they're trying to get you know they're asking you to do a drill that you know is actually not going to help your stroke um for whatever reason you know it's it's something that that isn't, isn't worth you know doesn't feel like it's worth um spending huge amounts of time on so it's quite hard to not undermine the coach that's that's you know taking that session but it's it's just about making sure that you 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 go there armed with your own focal points know what you're going to do and how how you're going to do that um, and it, it is it is possible you know to to use the time um to you know to put those drills into practice even in a coach session a master's session um, so it's about, you know, going there with the intention of doing that, not just about chasing the clock, like you say. And that can be quite hard because you can feel a little bit under pressure to do that. But it is it is about sort of sticking to your plan, swimming with your focal points and looking at what happens if you try and speed up by looking at your, your stroke count. You know, there's loads of things you can do. Um, take a tempo trainer with you. Um, so lots of lots of tools from the toolbox that you can take to make those sessions really good because they are you know they're a good they're a useful session to go to um particularly for my for me i used to go to them not so much these days but it was about you know that discipline of swimming some distance but actually doing that with a purpose not just for the sake of of swimming the distance in a certain time yeah i mean i i like to go to group sessions if i can just because it's like an anchor point in your diary you know you've got to go to that swim session at six o'clock on a wednesday night or whatever day or time it is you know that the pool is going to be mm-hmm. open there's going to be laying there for you and you're not going to be dodging the sure. aquarobics <laughs> or the 
head up breaststroke with no lane ropes or some other crazy uh-huh. lane um, programming issue. So, you know, and then obviously a social thing really important to me as well yeah. to meet other swimmers and, you know, stay connected to groups and and um, clubs and friends and things. So, so lots of reasons to go to group sessions. And I wouldn't want people to come to lessons to me and no. then stop going to group sessions because I think you end up, you know, missing out on things. One thing I say to people is that you're never too good. Well, I've said it already. You're never too mm-hmm. good to do a drill. So even if you think that the drill that the coach is giving you is the biggest waste of time and will ruin your stroke you can still do the drill with an open mind and a growth mindset and a learning mindset um and yeah just see Mm. what it feels like what it does to your stroke why you don't want to do it and kind of tune into the feelings to you know to help you with your own stroke okay that's that's a really good point you know you can kind of turn it around can't you if if it's something that you don't think is going to be helpful you can sort of look at why it's not helpful and what might be more helpful so, um, you know, rather than just sort of dismissing something that you don't enjoy or that doesn't seem to be beneficial, it's, it's looking more in a more, bit more depth with, uh, about it or, or why that might be. And again, that's another little nice seg- little segue because that was making me think about catch-up uh-huh. drills. So catch-up drills are often really popular and common in group sessions. And it's almost like the one thing I definitely don't need to do for my own swimming definitely doesn't help my own swimming um but it, it a catcher if you have too much catcher in your stroke then it can make you what other people call an overglider other methods of teaching call overgliding and a big criticism mm-hmm. of total immersion is that we teach people to glide mm-hmm. too much in their swimming um so go on tell me how well, you respond I mean, it, it's, to that. it's rare but I do I have had the odd person who who has you know paused for a, at the front of their stroke they've paused and their both hands have been out there for, for ages at the front and you know at that point they are gliding to me they are gliding and so what we but we don't teach that that's not what we teach we you know it's all about the front quadrant oh, I can't speak now front quadrant timing which is not about um, is not the same thing as gliding at all so you know I was thinking about gliding and if somebody says that to me oh do, do you want me to glide it's like no I don't want you to glide I want you to use the momentum of your stroke to send yourself forwards but that's not the same thing as gliding you know you've sent yourself forward say using your core using um using that rotation but gliding to me is about being still in the water and just moving forward with nothing happening does that make sense? So if you think of a plane that's gliding, it's just it's just hanging there. It's not doing anything. It's just hanging. But we we don't have that in the, in in the, in swimming stroke. It is always about moving forwards. There's always something happening. Yeah, and I think that's a really good explanation. I think in my own teaching, I maybe see one mm. person a year who's you know really over gliding, and they're usually people who have done a bit of self-teaching, I've watched some videos, watched some stuff and read some stuff about total immersion, and then they are over-exaggerating it. And then their hands are meeting, and you do see a really noticeable pause Mm -hmm. in their stroke, you know, then. But the large majority of people are the other way around, aren't they? Their arms are just moving and going around too fast. Not to have that, you know, to to swim... um, not to put that that front quadrant um, aspect of their stroke in, and it's it's actually easier for the ones who are gliding to to pull that back than it you know it's it's an easier thing to correct. But I think also um, capture yeah. drill is is a bit of a like you mentioned before. You know you get you get that combination of people who've seen some videos and they've they've sort of thought they should do catch up drill because it's what everybody does, and that's how they end up with 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 that um that glide happening at the front of their stroke with that pause that that seems to last forever um uh, you know rather than um the more efficient um sorry penny i'll have to cut that bit i've totally lost my thread <laughs> sorry um anyway it's harder isn't it to talk about oh, TI anyway, like this. whatever just forget that bit you just cut me off yeah, no, no, it's cool <laughs> I can always fade you out and fade us back in again. Thanks. Sorry. (laughs) (laughs) So next one on the list. Oh, it's about stroke counts and low stroke counts. And that 
total immersion teaches people to have the lowest strokes per length possible. And you know what? I don't necessarily think that's just total immersion. I learned that before I came right. across total immersion. Have you? I, across- I have not before total immersion because you know stroke counting was not a thing that that I'd really come across. But yeah, I mean, yeah, you can you can easily sort of swim really slowly and get your stroke rate right down. But but you know that that's not really the point. It's about getting the correct stroke rate for your for your height or for your wingspan, really, isn't it? For your arm width, which often equates to your height um, and, and it's all about your ability and what it is you're aiming for so it's not about lowest stroke count it's about the best stroke count for what it is you want to do yeah and so at slow slower speeds I might have lower strokes but actually at higher speeds I might have slightly higher strokes per length what we don't want people to be doing is putting a little bit of effort in and then adding an extra 10 mm-hmm. strokes per length right because sure. then you're losing a little bit of your efficiency but absolutely it's the right combination of strokes per length stroke rate or tempo for you and you know where you are at so yeah we're definitely not teaching that the lowest stroke count is no. the best no. thing but ever a lot it? of people I don't know about you but what your clients <clears throat> excuse me but a lot of people come to me with huge hugely high stroke rates so you know we do aim to by making them more efficient to reduce that stroke rate because they're wasting so much energy by you know having massively high stroke rates so you know we often want to reduce it down but we're not looking to get them as low as possible that's not the aim at all absolutely yeah really good points so going down our list, yeah. oh, let's just go to the next one. So total immersion just teaches me about techniques and how to drill. It doesn't teach me how to train or get fit for a race. Have you had have, people come yeah, across I that? Have. And, and, you know, the, it's really like, like we've mentioned before, it's, it's, it is about learning to drill in order to learn to swim well. And it's those two things in combination. Um, and, and it's it's not either or you know it's not training is not it's not either training or technique it's it's a combination of the two i mean you you do a lot of training for your um the the triathlons that 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 you take part in you know i mean that's something for you that must be you know you must be really clear about about you know it's that combination yeah no i could say that for sure early in my ti swimming career and journey i would have separated Mm. the two and particularly I would go to clubs and groups and swim with them and I'd go to the clubs and groups and just swim up and down and forget everything that I'd been taught in in my lesson and I'd either be doing technique or I'd be training. I definitely fell into that trap myself, so I'm sure lots of other people do. Um, But the point, like you say, it's about integrating it. And so even if you're swimming hard, you're swimming hard with a focal point and you're thinking about something in your stroke and the biggest thing for me is about focusing on the process and not the outcome so focusing on on a good stroke Mm -hmm. rather than on the time that I'm looking for and I'm sure it's really common I'm sure I think I, I perhaps um I have it maybe a little bit more as soon as you tell me to swim a particular time mm-hmm. I get a bit stressed and when I'm stressed and under pressure I'm yeah. not thinking about my stroke and then of course I don't swim as fast but when I start to think about the focal point you know then the speed you know usually comes to me so that's what I tell people is you know you've got to focus on the process focus on your stroke and wait for your speed uh-huh. you know to arrive um and yeah, you um, reminded me of a lovely quote from Terry. Terry used to say, "Fitness is something that happens yeah, while you're working yeah. on the stroke. So you're working on uh-huh. your technique, and you know you're getting fit definitely." While that and, and I remember, you know, Terry always used to say uh, his aim to when going swimming was to get out of the pool a better swimmer. You know, not to have have got it for a certain time or whatever, but knowing that by being a better swimmer, that other stuff happens as well. Like you just said, you know, wait for the speed to come to you by improving your technique working on your stroke yeah and it's if you do go to a group session and they've got some sets there it's just breaking it down and thinking about how you can use the sets to kind Mm. of help you focus so a really common set and so I quite like doing sometimes is to do you know 20 times 100 meter repeats or or however many repeats you're doing Uh off a set time 
but instead of doing them off a set time, you know, you can break them down into chunks of five. And maybe you do the five first five repeats and you think of your arm recovery, you know, monitor the times that you get and see mm-hmm. what it does to you. And then you do the second five with a focus on your kick or some other part of the stroke you know and see what happens to your times or or you do it and with a tempo trainer and monitor your strokes per length Mm -hmm. in different combinations so you know there's any number of things you can do to work on definitely and and all that information is out there you know a lot of um there is a lot of information available that you know sets that the terry swam for example they're all there if you go and look through the blogs and things there's loads of information um about sets that you can about you know sessions that you can structure for yourself um that is is about that is training and technique com- in, in combination um so that information is out there and yes definitely i'll put some links to a few things oh, in the notes of the really podcast useful. so people can so oh, yeah. just keep working down our list so, is it worth saying where um, this came from just as an aside because we asked you know you asked coaches and swimmers didn't you about um about these you know about the, the kind of myths so you know we've we've gathered in information from or at least you've gathered in information from quite a lot of sources to come up with this list yeah, it was just based on our experience as coaches. I asked all the, we've got a group um, with, I don't know, is there about 15 other coaches in the UK and Europe in it? So I asked them and we've also got a group um, on Facebook with coaches from all around the world. So uh, I asked them and asked some of my swimmers as well, some of the things that they had come across. So, you know, it's no, not it's a great list. Group, it's but really you know, lots of the next one was no, about no. Um, getting breathless and tired in order to go faster. I mean, we've touched on that um, a fair bit, haven't we, already? But it is about, you know, working hard, but with that control. So, you know, if you, it, it's still about not losing the technique as you, as you, as you, not working so hard that your technique falls apart. And it's all about the goal being about being efficient, not, not how much force you can swim through the water with. Yeah, and swimming... Mm-hmm. with a purpose not just running up and down but you know mindlessly you know making sure that the length of the session has a purpose and a and a point um that's going to change your swimming rather than it just sure. being about making yeah. you tired and out of breath so it's the same message isn't it that keeps coming okay. back it's about you know about swimming swimming with it, it having a reason to do it you know knowing what your goals are um and and like terry said about getting out of the pool a better swimmer rather than just having having met a certain time do you know as in my uh, journey as a swimmer i've been doing ti as a swimmer and then as a coach for mm-hmm. as you know at least 15 years i think it might even be longer than that but the interesting thing that i've learned over the years is that people can say things to you and you kind of think that you understand it but you don't really and over the years people say it to you in different formats mm-hmm. and eventually someone says <laughs> yeah. something resonates for you and then you understand it and it's also easy you think you understand it and then you go away and you spend a couple of months swimming and training with other people and you've completely forgotten all of the principles that your coach told you and you know you just need to be reminded yeah we never stop learning do we well let's hope we don't isn't it yeah every day is a learning day yeah uh here's one uh criticism of total immersion is that it takes years to learn it's so detailed and so specific and there are so many drills and it's so difficult that you've got to practice it with dedication <laughs> for years and years and years and it takes forever to I learn have, have you I heard, have. Have heard and, that and, as no, a pretty counted really i suppose it depends on what you want out of it at the end of the day i mean we can do this for years and and hopefully lots of people choose to do that because it's such a rewarding thing to do but you know you it depends on your goal how, how far do you want to take it you know we've all um you know that there is there is so much that you could learn and so much benefit that you can get out of it i mean you know you Terry was still learning when he died you know he 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 never stopped learning and that's sort of the legacy that he's passed on it's all this KZN this continuous improvement approach which is so um so exciting and so endlessly fascinating really I mean I'm sure you've you've heard the same thing from people yeah no uh, exactly I mean Terry had a really big influence on my life 
around the idea of continuous learning and you know the thing for me with swimming is that I want to win the race right so until I've won the race I'm going to keep practicing and learning Mm -hmm. and and trying to be more efficient and trying to see what else there is to learn you know to make me faster Uh, but that's what's so exciting about swimming that there's so much to learn and you know and that's what I got from Terry Mm -hmm. that there was always another level of mastery another skill you know something something else to explore but I guess along the way you know I've also learned to enjoy the process of learning and enjoy the process of discovery rather than just being focused on winning the race the whole time which does mean yeah. that I enjoy it a little bit more um but yeah no no it very much depends on your goals and you know I want to win the triathlon leg of the swimming race whatever that might be that I'm in but you know I've had clients and so I've been learning TI for years and, and still love it and, and still want to know what else I can learn but yeah I had clients um, it wouldn't have been 2020 because we didn't really do anything last year. So it was the year before. Came to me in December, couldn't really swim a length of front crawl, um, did a six-week course with me and finished his, the, you know, his triathlon 70.3 the following June. So, you, no, you know, it doesn't, it doesn't take years and, and to like learn at all, before, does it? You know, if you have swimmers of all abilities and all aspirations, then it can take as long as you want it to. You know, there's no pressure to be, a, you know, to be continuously working on your swimming forever if you're quite happy just getting to a skill level that suits your purpose, you know. We'd hope that people would want to, but that you don't have to. You know, you can stop at the point that, that feels right for you. You know, and there's, lo- there's loads of examples of where people have learned enough for the purpose in, in a really short time. You know, I have a similar a similar experience with a chap who came. He was doing the Ironman. His family had bought him it for Christmas, um, bought in the entry. So he thought, I have to do it. And he could swim, but only just. He was just okay. He would not have been able to get round the Ironman um, swim course. And he, um, he came to me, I think it was April, and this was a Bolton Ironman, which was in June, in July. And um, and he he did it, and he went to Kona on the basis of that. You know, I mean, his swim wow. was okay. It wasn't the fastest, but it certainly wasn't the slowest. And but you know, without his his time spent working on on his swimming, using t- using you know the coaching that I was giving him, he 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 would never it would not have happened because he was so inefficient. So, you know, to start with, so you know it. it and and he did put the time in though you know he did put the work in to enable himself to do to allow himself to do that um, but it is it is all all possible so it's there's loads of different factors isn't there about how long it takes to learn loads of them it's endlessly variable yeah i mean if you for sure if you only swim once a yeah. week then it's going to take longer to learn than if yeah. you swim five times but a week but i think week, you know it? even if you're swimming once a week you're going to feel the benefit you know, people feel the benefits straight away. Yeah, no, so, you sure. know, once a week, if that's all you're interested in doing, that's absolutely fine. You know, you will still feel the benefit. You will still improve your swimming. Yeah, absolutely. So let's go on to the next item on the list, which says, so just um, we, me and you, we don't necessarily coach no. elite swimmers ourselves at the moment, but one of the criticisms is that elite swimmers and elite triathletes don't train like this and they don't use total immersion have any of your clients ever asked about that fair few have sort of said well if you look at some of the other swimmers you know why are they swimming that way and why aren't they using ti if it's so great and it's like well you know if you look at at some some swimmers you know if you look at say michael phelps you know you slow him down and you look at what he's doing it's incredibly efficient you know and and he is using the same I mean, at the end of the day, it's physics. It's how how things move through water, and it's you know, it, and and that's the same whether you're Michael Phelps or me. You know, it's just about how um, how 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 much time, how much effort Michael Phelps puts into that. You know, which is not the same amount of time and effort that I'm going to put into that. But you know, some of the TI coaches do do train elite swimmers without a doubt. You know, and I think Terry um, Terry did certainly in his time yeah I I was just checking some of my information for this Mm. podcast and some of the history and uh, you know I came across some stuff uh, you know about how Terry started out and yeah he coached elite level swimmers and coached swimmers to Olympic trials 
through, it says here, 1980, wow. 1984, 1988, and produced a number of world-ranked swimmers. But the other thing is, I mean, I know that he was very influenced mm. by a coach called Bill Boomer, which some people may or may not have heard of, um, but he was the um, coach for the American Olympic team in 2000 and was a, a very influential coach, you know, with his ideas across the world of swimming. So, yeah, I mean, it might not be called TI, but there are lots of things, you know, that are similar. Um, and I, yeah, the other thing I was going to say was that I recently listened to uh-huh. a podcast with Tim Ferriss. So uh, I don't know, how would you describe Tim Ferriss? He talks about sort of personal development yeah. and life development and management. So, yeah. that, is that a fair description? Uh, but, but Tim Ferriss is interesting because he did some stuff with Terry, didn't he? He learned to swim something in, like in yeah. six days or something. Um, and and so lots of people come to us because they've listened to Tim Ferriss's podcast and read his information about swimming. But anyway, he puts out some interesting podcasts. But recently he interviewed mm. Michael Phelps and Grant Hackett on his podcast. And the first part of the podcast, they just talked about their swimming life and how much detail they got into and how much they broke down their swimming and their training and their practice and the level of kind of mastery and how much practice they did, which just resonated with how we, you know, work with Mm. swimming with a TI approach to it, I think, which is just a little bit different, I think, to how lots of um, – sort of mainstream people swim you know they tend uh-huh. to mutt them down you know without thinking about the the details um okay where are we we will it's sort of where are we on this list then elite, how it's not how elite swimmers you know might not not strictly sort of use ti to train but it's the same kind of um like you say the same drills processes but also you know this is we're looking now and um, it's not how elite swimmers swim yeah, so slightly different. So, like, why doesn't Alistair Brownlee swim like this? Yeah, so triathlete, elite triathletes in particular often look quite different to how we might be teaching people. And, uh, I, I mean, what I always say is, yeah, that not all, just because they're elite athletes, it doesn't mean they're efficient. It doesn't mean that they've got the best, most efficient movement, you know, possible. Usually they they're very blessed genetically so they've got the the ferrari of engines on them so they can go very fast mm-hmm. and get away with less than efficient technique movement whereas people like me and you my genetics <laughs> yeah, are definitely not of the ferrari variety <laughs> so yeah 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 so you know uh, i've got to be as efficient as possible to get any speed on me um, mm-hmm. and, and so that I don't get injured yeah, as much, yeah. you know, whereas elite athletes can, yeah, elite athletes can get away with it. Um, and I mean, a question is, we don't know how much faster they it's would go true, if they yeah, did move absolutely. more efficiently. Yeah, I mean, if you look at somebody like Alistair Brownlee and his, you know, his, his, his arm stroke is very, very, it's a straight arm recovery, isn't it, that he's got there? And you'd think, but, you know, the, the force, the brute force that you must be putting into that as well. Um, and, it, and it's about looking at, at what somebody's doing and, and thinking because we can see what it looks like, that we know how it feels and we don't. You know, we don't know what actually is happening there for him. We don't know how that feels for him. And so, you know, that, like you say, though, it would be really interesting to to take somebody like Alistair Brownlee, bring him in a, an endless pool, and 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 have a go with his stroke and see what happens and see how much um, how much faster he might be able to go. A um, little bit of input. <laughs> and and I guess for the rest of us, it's like we'll yeah. try and swim like Alistair Brownlee and see what it like does for the you. Idea of that on my it, shoulders I guess away. if it I works. Yeah. Yeah, I know. Well, mm-hmm. I know. I definitely couldn't do it mm. and it would definitely make me go slower. Definitely. Um, so last one on our list is wow. that TI thinks it has all the I answers. I wish we did. <laughs> but no, it's all about, it's about, con- about going back to the, the continuous improvement, the KZN, the continual learning, isn't it? 
it's you know when I first went for TI lessons we were going back some 12 years I think and and it, it was different from how it is now you know it's that it's evolved and it's changed as it should you know nothing static it's all about this continuous looking at things looking at how to do things better how to do things more efficiently more simply and moving things forward all the time rather than just saying this is how we do it um, it, it doesn't work like that. Yeah, and one of the things from mm. Terry was about having a growth mindset and continuous learning and trying to be the best coach and the best swimmer that you can be. And every time you go to the pool, you know, learning something about swimming. And that applies to the way that we coach and teach and the way the whole movement thinks, you know, and that it it's continually learning and developing ideas and co all the coaches we have to do continuous yeah. learning don't we a certain amount of learning every year to keep mm -hmm. our coach certification um valid but even if we didn't have to do that the special thing about total immersion is the idea of continuous learning and all coaches usually have a passion for that and i think more of a passion mm -hmm. than mainstream coaches uh you know, I think as a group of people, you know, they have a special attitude Absolutely. towards learning. Yeah, I mean, I think. When, Do you agree? When I first became a coach, you know, it was there was there was so much, you know, the potential was it was always felt huge. You know, potential like for my own personal development and for the, the swimmers that I was working with, and and learning so much. You're constantly learning, constantly learning different. You know, we can talk to each other and come up with a focal point that might work for somebody where something else hasn't, and you know, looking at um. At, at developing your own stroke and then applying your learning from that to your swimmers you know it's it's this whole sort of culture of of learning um that is is really exciting um you know and, and like i say it's full of potential full of potential for yourself and for the swimmers and i think when you apply that attitude to any sort of physical activity it can make it much more mindful process rather than just running and suffering or just swimming up and down and suffering through the torture of it you know when you focus on you know what you can learn from it it makes the process a lot more mindful oh, which is and, you a know lot more whatever enjoyable. type of swimmer you are as well that applies i'm thinking of a chap that that um he, he's very analytical and he loves he's never going to win any races in fact he's probably never going to enter any races that's not what he's about he's there just to enjoy enjoy the water to love swimming and through through having some ti input he's learned how to love the water and how to love swimming whereas before he just found it a struggle you know so and he's endlessly fascinated by why and what's happening and you know anybody can can take that level of interest and and it then becomes this like you say this sort of exploration of of uh, of, of what is what is possible for the individual cool well we'll come to the end of our list and as always i've enjoyed talking about swimming with you but it's also been I, quite I really a good learning has. experience you know, hasn't we've, it we've had conversations about some of these points and and you know when you're coaching you can be challenged by questions that people have and assumptions that people have and and this is this has been great from my point of view you know i've learned a lot so thanks penny you've done you know it, it's a really nice um interesting thing to have, have delved into yeah no sometimes you can just make assumptions about swimming and not really have understood it properly or not be able to explain it so definitely yeah definitely good to That's explore it and thanks. thanks very much for coming on that's it folks thanks very much for joining us we hope you found some of that useful and we'll look forward to you joining us on next week's episode <laughs>